to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. You might be thinking a lot about how you're going to vote in tomorrow's Democratic presidential primary. But there are also other important questions on your ballot, including a millage renewal for the Detroit Institute of Art. Voters of the Tri-County area approved a 10-year millage for the DIA back in 2012. It passed easily in Wayne and Oakland counties and was narrowly approved by Macomb County voters. Now the museum is seeking a 10-year renewal that would begin in 2022. In a little bit, we're going to be joined by the DIA's director and ask him why he thinks you should vote yes on that question. But first, WDET's Laura Herberg took a deep dive into the millage and this week's ballot question. Here's her report. On an average school day, about 500 kids come through the Detroit Institute of Arts. This morning, sixth graders from Berkeley's Anderson Middle School stare up at a 10 by 10 foot painting by Kahinde Wiley. Don't take ice tea. Guys, he's wearing Timberlands. The portrait shows a black man in a white tank top and jeans, mounted on a white horse with a sword in his hands. What do you think it is? It could just be a random person. It could just be a random person holding a sword. Yeah, it is. Wiley depicts black men he meets on the street in versions of historic paintings. This particular portrait is modeled after a painting from 1812 of a French cavalry officer. There's a little picture of the original piece next to Wiley's. One of the students looks back and forth between the two works. Oh! Oh, I get it! So that is basically that. But it's just African-American. The bus that these students came down on was paid for with funds raised from the DIA millage. The millage was introduced in 2012 to help a then-struggling museum pay for day-to-day operations and build its endowment. Officials said then that within 10 years, the institution would raise $400 million and would not need to ask for a millage renewal. With just two years left until the tax expires, the DIA's annual operating budget has increased and its endowment is more than $100 million short of its goal. Museum director Salvador Salort Pons was recently asked about this on WDET's Culture Shift. When in 2012 we said that we were going to get that endowment up to $400 million, we didn't know that the city of Detroit was going to go in bankruptcy. During the bankruptcy negotiations of 2014, there was talk of selling off the museum's art to fund city pensions. Salart Pond says in order to keep the city of Detroit from doing that, the museum raised millions of dollars that could have otherwise gone toward its endowment. Now, he says, the DIA is asking for a millage renewal because the tax revenue has changed the way the museum operates. In the past, we were an organization that, generally speaking, was looking a little bit inwards, Thanks to this millage and the service agreement that we have with the Oakland, Wayne, and Macomb counties, we are now out facing. The service agreement spells out what the DIA is doing for county residents in exchange for paying the millage. In addition to funding transportation to the museum for school kids, the DIA also provides free buses to the museum for senior groups. 12 and 13. You guys stay right here. On a recent Thursday, dozens of seniors came to the DIA from Canton, Clawson, St. Clair Shores, and other cities. One of the groups is from a church in Detroit's Brightmoor neighborhood. A volunteer tour guide is taking them through an exhibit on African-American art owned by local collectors. She stops them in front of a black and white print of a mother cradling her children. There's a sadness in 
this figure's eyes, you know, the mother's eyes, there's sadness and yet there's a caringness and a lovingness. Carlton Kurtz is a minister with the church group on this tour. I've never been to the DIA. This is my first time here and um, I've never seen a lot of black art that I've seen here today. So it's real impressive. While Kurtz is impressed, he says he's not sure yet what way he'll vote on the DIA's millage renewal this month. Uh, I had to look at it and see everything that's covered in it and stuff first before I make a, a, a judgment or a decision on it. Sterling Heights resident Marge Starr came down with a different church group. She says she voted for the DAA millage in 2012, but she's been unsure about doing so again since she rarely comes to the museum. Well, first of all, the driving down, they're working on 75, and that's why we would come. And then parking, and you, know, you, you get ideas about downtown and all that. And I, mean, I don't mean just getting mugged, but tripping over things. I'm at that age, you know, so. Starr's reluctance to visit the museum is something she shares with many of her fellow Macomb County residents. DIA attendance for the county has been trending downward after spiking the first year after the millage. But Starr says her experience today, coming down on the DIA bus, has changed her perspective. She's now planning to vote yes on the renewal. Well, you know, I was hesitant till I came down today, and now I think it's really worth it. This is just so wonderful to come down like this, you know, for free, too, and we can come any time. But one state lawmaker from the northern part of Macomb County says his constituents shouldn't have to pay for the millage renewal even if it passes. State Representative Jeff Yarick introduced a bill that would allow communities to opt out of paying for the tax the same way residents can opt out of paying a smart bus tax. Yarick, who represents residents in Armada, Richmond, Memphis, and nearby towns, says he introduced the bill because most of his communities voted against the millage last time. The DIA is an asset in another county. And if Northern Macomb County feels that this is not something that they want to help contribute to, they should have the opportunity to opt out. Yarick would not share how he's personally planning to vote on the DIA millage, but he says he has visited the museum. I'm very disappointed that uh, in 2012 people were told that they get free admission and then surprise after it passes, well, we didn't really mean special exhibits. Residents of the Tri-County area currently receive unlimited free regular admission. Entrance for other patrons ranges from $6 for youth to $14 for adults. Everyone except members have to pay extra for special exhibits. If the two-tenths of a mill tax is renewed, then a family with a house worth $100,000 would continue to pay $10 a year for the millage. The current millage expires in 2022. Voters head to the polls on March 10th. I'm Laura Herberg, WDET News. And a reminder that the DIA is not the only proposal that residents will see on their ballots Tuesday. There are several local millages across the Tri-County area, mostly focused on school funding. And you can find more details on all of the local proposals at WDET.org. Okay, joining us now to talk more about the millage for the DIA is Salvador Salor Pons, the director of the Detroit Institute of Art. Salvador, great to see you here. Good morning and thank you. Thanks for being here. All right, so let's talk about why the DIA collects taxes from people in these three counties to support its operations. Well, I think uh, we need to focus on two things mainly. First of all, this is not a new tax. This is not 
an increase on the current millage. This is just to keep things the way they are. And things the way they are are as follows. If someone in Oakland, Winnemacon County, a resident, owns a house that is worth $100,000, this individual paying taxes to the DIA every year, $10. In exchange for that, there's free and limited general admission to the DIA and to many of our exhibitions. And when an exhibition is ticketed, they get a significant discount. Two, we have a robust free school program and we pay for the buses. And we have increased school visitation from 30,000 prior to 2012 to today, almost 90,000 students. The third part is a free senior program. We didn't have senior program before 2012. And finally, we have a very strong uh, free uh, community partnership program. I think the value proposition is amazing. This is $10, less than $1 a month. Yeah. So um, why are you asking voters to renew this millage two years early? We just did this in 2012. That's correct. And, uh, you know, uh, we are following here the example of the zoo. And uh, the DIA, which went two years in advance, the DIA is an organization that is run like a business. We are planning we are aligning our resources, building our teams to make sure that we can continue providing the service agreement that we have with the Tri-County residents. And if you don't get this millage renewal, what would happen to the DIA? What would this museum be like without this money? Well, we will have to go back to the levels of service that we have in 2012. And I said, we were serving 30,000 students. Today, we are serving 90,000 students. In 2012, we were welcoming 300,000 visitors. Today, we welcome 700,000 visitors. Into the, before 2012, we didn't have senior program. Now we have a senior program. Before 2012, we didn't have a free community partnership program. And now we have a free community partnership program that really takes the museum beyond the walls of the DA. So that's what would happen. Yeah. Um, we heard in Laura Herberg's report about Republican lawmakers who want to give the ability to opt out of what they're calling the art tax. Give us your reaction to that idea. I think that would be very unfortunate. You know, just look at the uh, school program and the uh, school districts, how they are. Uh, these school di districts really are placed in different communities. Is if a community uh, opts out, then how is that school district going to be affected? How are we going to get organized? I think it's, it's not a good idea. Hmm. Um, when, you, when you talk about this millage and this money from taxpayers, one of the things that we were told in 2012 was that the money would help the DIA build its endowment to the point where it wouldn't have to come back and ask for millage money again. And yet, here you are, eight years later, asking us to renew for <clears throat> another 10 years. Give us an idea of why that happened and why that's not a breach of the agreement that you made with voters back in 2012. We continue to build an endowment. It's a priority for us. <clears throat> in 2012, the endowment was around $90 million. Today, it's around $240 million. So, We've been raising funds uh, to strengthen our endowment for operations. Our goal is to be financially independent. In the meantime, as all of you know, the city of Detroit went bankrupt. <clears throat> and the museum needed to raise $100 million for the city so they could pay the pension of the pensioners. So basically that set us back in our endowment efforts. And uh, 
What I can tell you is that we continue to fundraise and we are going into different communities that we have not been present in the past. And we have received support from the Japanese community, from the Indian community. And this is great news, not only because it's a strengthening our endowment for operations, but also because the museum starts to represent many different communities that were not represented in the way we wanted at the DI. Hmm. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Uh, my guest is Salvador Salar Pons. He is the director of the Detroit Institute of Arts. We're talking about the millage renewal that the DIA is asking voters to approve tomorrow, Tuesday, when we go to cast our ballots for the Michigan primary. Uh, give us a call if you want to have... Uh, us hear your thoughts on the DIA millage uh, up for a 10-year renewal this week. Do you support the idea that taxpayers should be supporting the museum? Or do you think you'd rather see your tax dollars go to other things? Would you rather see the museum be independent and not dependent on those tax dollars? Call in and tell us what you love about the museum and maybe what kinds of programming you'd like to see the DIA offer that maybe you don't have right now. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, uh, or you can uh, go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Salvador, before we get to listeners, um, uh, will this millage always have to be part of the DIA's financial structure, or... Is there a plan to be able to operate the museum without this tax money at some point? We're going to leave that to the leaders of the future of the museum. You know, right now, when in 2012, the legislation in Lansing allowed the DI to go for a millage with uh, the community, the legislator allowed for 20 years. We have used 10 years. We are asking the voters to let us use the second 10 years so we can continue operating that way. And and do you anticipate that you will be able at some point to make up what you've lost in endowment building because of things like the bankruptcy? I mean, that's that's it was a you know a tragic occurrence for the entire region, and it caused a lot of people to have to to, to change their financial plans because of the grand bargain. But at some point, does that come back around and go away so that you're able to make up that money uh, and, and have a better sort of, I guess, foundation for, for the museum finances? We were very glad to give that money to the city of Detroit. It were $100 million. It was helping a very good cause, the pension of the pensioners. And we always collaborate with the city. We are a museum that is at the heart of the city of Detroit. We are working very hard to fundraise for the museum. As I mentioned before, in the last eight years, we have made significant progress from 90 million to around 240 today. My goal and the goal of the development team is to really get the endowment up to 400 million by 2022, and eventually by 2032 be at 600 million. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to AJ in Sterling Heights. AJ, what's on your mind? Hi. Uh, so I am a student with Oakland Community College. I also happen to do work study there. So I actually take part in events like uh, DIA Presents uh, Dancing and Music with the Wolves. Uh, you, uh, Stephen, came back and did narration for that back in October. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I believe that programs like this, which are free to the community, um, can't go on without the millage. You know, we had so many families with young children come in and watch the Eisenhower Dance Company and the Chamber Orchestra and have the DIA back this at OCC has been just a wonderful service to come and see. Hmm. Uh, AJ, I really appreciate the call and the perspective. I mean, Salvador, that's one of the things that I think is universal, even among people who don't necessarily like the idea of the millage or taxes. The, the things that we get for those things here in Southeast Michigan really do matter in, in our cultural spaces. Yeah, and we have a wonderful uh, community partnership program with OCC that is going very well, and we're providing inside out uh, in the uh, campus as well as VTS training to the teachers. And I was honored to speak in commencement day a couple of years ago at OCC. It's a great uh, organization in Oakland County, and we're very proud to work with them. Yeah. Again, AJ, thanks for the call. In the comments, let's go to John on the east side. John, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call. So mm-hmm. I just have like a twofold question. So if you were to put comparables on this $10 that, that might cost a household, what would the same household be paying for prisons and, and the wars and everything else that I don't agree on? And the second question is, what, can we put numbers to uh, visitors that come to this city to see this wonderful collection and perhaps maybe even choose to, to live in this region? Mm. Yeah, uh, John, I appreciate the call and, and the questions. Uh, Salvador, talk about the DIA, again, as a magnet, an international magnet for Detroit, for people who are not just interested in art, but, but people who are interested in, in, in culture. Absolutely. You know, the museum is one of the top five museums in the country and one of the best museums in the world. It has an extraordinary collection and we have not only art, but we do music and we do a number of performances in the museum that really attracts individuals from all over the region. This summer, for example, we are opening a couple of amazing exhibitions. One is on car design and we're bringing into the building 12 cars designed and made in Detroit between 1950 and the present, and we are talking about the creativity of car designers. We believe it is part of the uh, walls of the museum. We believe believe it's part of uh, the creativity of artists like other artists that we show at the DIA. And the second exhibition that we are doing is an exhibition on Van Gogh. We are the first museum in the United States to buy a painting by Van Gogh in 1922. We are bringing to Detroit 68 or 69 Van Goghs. This is going to be the only venue for the exhibition. We're going to tell the history of collecting Van Goghs in America, and we have the responsibility to do so. And we're going to attract visitors from all over the world to see these two shows. Mm. Uh, Again, John, thanks very much for the call uh, and the questions. Let's go quickly to Marianne in downtown Detroit. Marianne, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks very much, yep. and thanks for this good discussion. Sure. And also, congratulations uh, to the DIA and what it's doing. The question I have, though, is there are two years still remaining in the existing millage, and at the present time, um, there is such a move toward collaboration uh, in the city. And I'm wondering whether there might be a, an advantage to the DIA uh, not uh, moving forward singly toward this millage uh, at this point, two years early, 
uh, and rather collaborating with the other institutions in the cultural plaza, like the library, um, the Science Museum, the Charles Wright Museum, rather than kind of forefronting that two years in advance. There is kind of a two-year period here Mm. before this becomes an emergency, and I'm wondering if it could be kind of creatively addressed to the uh, betterment of the whole community. Yeah, great question, Marianne. Salvador, go ahead and, and answer that. So we collaborate with the Detroit Historical Museum, with the library, the Charles Rice CCS, and the other organization in Midtown Detroit. And you mentioned uh, very, very well the uh, cultural project, uh, Midtown Connections, and that that is fantastic. That's going to help make uh, this cultural district one of the most extraordinary cultural districts in the country. In the meantime, we use our millage to support other organizations through our community partnership program. And we've done a number of uh, programs uh, with uh, the Charles Wright, and also we have collaborated with the Detroit Historical in the famous exhibition, Detroit 67, and other things. So we are really using, and as much as we can, the benefits of this millage to benefit the other institutions. Okay, Salvador Salor Pons, director of the Detroit Institute of Arts. Thanks for coming by. Thank you so much for having me. All right, up next, we're going to talk with three people here in Metro Detroit about how different groups of voters in Southeast Michigan are thinking about the presidential election ahead of tomorrow's Democratic primary. Stay with us on Detroit Today.